Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. You need to move more like a doll. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Nathan Brennan. Glad to be back with you here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Both of us already have uh, have been filling in a little bit today, so uh, you get more of us here on 93.7 The Ticket. It's, it's just one of those days, you know. It, it, I, I say it all the time, summer radio, a lot of fill-ins. A lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving pieces. But luckily for all of you, we're men of the people. We keep the, we keep the show going. That's the one thing that I do appreciate about The Ticket is that it's always local, no matter what. We That's will right. find people to give you local content and tell you that Nebraska's going 9-3. and three. It won't be Buck, <laughs> no. but I will be the first to tell you Nebraska's going 9-3. and three. So and, don't worry. Uh, just hang in there. Yeah, and part of, the, what, part of that plan, obviously, is to take down Northwestern in Ireland. So we will preview the Northwestern Wildcats as we count down to Big Ten Media Days. Uh, also got some Bug Eaters information on you nice. to round out the show. Uh, the end of the Bug Eater era, actually. But my, still, again, my chance to talk about Fielding Yost. With you, if you're a historical football nice. fan, you know that name. Uh, means quite a bit. And if you're Nate, you don't respect his titles in Michigan. <laughs> I don't respect his titles in Michigan. <laughs> Not a blue blood. <laughs> That's right. No, you know I stand by. That. I hate Not when you blood. say that because they are the blue blood. No, no, like no, no, the no, literal no, 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 more no, than anybody. No, the blue no, blood. No, 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 yeah, no. no. Uh, also, Big Twelve media days. We t- mentioned Big Ten media days. Big Twelve media days uh, are in full tact, and it's kind of interesting altogether what they got going out there in the Big Twelve. Of course, the the, the main uh, stuff from that. The other day uh, was, for Nebraska's sake anyways, it was Adrian Martinez professing his love for Nebraska, saying he has mm-hmm. hopes he didn't burn any bridges. He's got best friends still that play on the team, um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. He's really good behind the podium. I mean, there are, there are things certainly that he lacks as a quarterback, as we well know. Um, but, it was, <laughs> but it was never at the podium. Uh, I even brought up. You know, he would he was throwing the curveball from Scott. Remember, like the only uh, the only thing that I can that's like memorable from Adrian Martinez from the podium was when Scott Frost broke the news that he broke his jaw and then he had to react to it. Uh, But after all those years and all the uh, turmoil and frustrations, it's kind of uh, kind of I mean, maybe it doesn't mean much. But as far as what you want out of a quarterback, uh, he's at least got the coach speak stuff down up there. Um, Did you take anything from these comments? I mean, does it make you think that there is less heat in the in the relationship, less toxicity? Um, Because there is there is a little bit of a difference between podium Adrian and podcast Adrian, where he would he would talk a little bit. But even then, you just feel like, you know, he said he had a more talented team or the culture is better. they're inherently have a winning culture more so than Nebraska because they've been winning. I guess recently, uh, at least. and they've also uh, you know they do have talent. I mean, Deuce Vaughn's one of the best running backs in the nation. Um, they've got some talent on both sides of the line that's expected to get called on draft day. Um, so, you know, I I think that's where people kind of got frustrated. Is is was his, was his uh, message about the culture and about the overall talent? But uh, I don't know what else he's supposed to say. I still I still will be cheering on Adrian Martinez. Uh, with the Mildcats over there. Eh, I don't know if I'll be cheering for him. But 
this is what I will say about Adrian Martinez for as much criticism that he gets, which I think a lot of it rightfully so. He he did care about the University of Nebraska. A, a lot right. of, uh, especially in today's college football, you have the transfer portal, NIL, and j- just so much uncertainty and confusion around college football. To get a guy to stay here for as long as he did, bind to the program, put it all out on the field, I do appreciate Adrian for that. And I, and I think Husker fans should as well. For, for all that Adrian had with his flaws, he did care about the University of Nebraska and tried his best to win. Did it always work out that way? No, obviously no. For crying out loud, they went 3-9 last season. <laughs> but I do appreciate Adrian for that, and I don't think there should be any ill will towards Nebraska, and I think vice versa because ultimately – I, and I've talked about this extensively, Bach, and for the most part, you've agreed. I think this was a mutual decision for Adrian mm-hmm. Martinez to leave. I, I think Trev Alberts and, and Adrian Martinez and Scott Frost probably all came together to the conclusion that it's best for both sides to move on. And do, do I have more confidence going into the season with Casey Thompson and Adrian Martinez? Yeah, I do. Do I necessarily think Casey Thompson's better than Adrian Martinez? Yes, especially as a passer, but I think more than anything, the excitement around Casey Thompson, and you can even throw Chubba Purdy into that mix too if you think he's going to start, it's something different. Like, out of everything that happened with Adrian Martinez, I mean, it was just the same thing over and over and over, and there was no reason to believe that it was going to be any different this year. Right. So I think more than anything, I'm just excited for change. I'm excited for something new. You would would a new offense do it for you? Because I mean, if he were to stay around, because at Kansas State, that's kind of the idea. There is is he going to be a, kind of a game manager that has the athletic ability to be more than that? Maybe that's a better role for him than having an offense built around him and having him kind of have to be Superman and do it all. Um, I think so. I think that he who might have his best season um, statistically in Manhattan. For what it's worth. That's not going to make him all Big Twelve, even if he does that. No. Um, so I mean, but I I do think that they're going to pare down and and try to to kind of take the game out of his hands. I mean, they didn't ask Skylar Thompson uh, to sling the ball all over the field all that much throughout his tenure at Kansas State. More the game manager. I think that that's what they're they're doing. But um, at Nebraska. It, it it I mean, even a new offense, like a new offensive coordinator, a complete new offense. Whether it be Mark Whipple or somebody else, maybe if you had Adrian, you might have to go to something else that suits his strengths a little bit more. Um, I just don't feel like there was anywhere to go. I mean, you gave him the offense um, without, you know, obviously making a better offensive line. It was never perfect for Adrian here at Nebraska. He never had a great offensive line. His weapons were here enough, um, but very limited. Um, Inconsistent. Inconsistent. I mean, because if you go over his, his time here, it's kind of interesting. Like last year, it's Samari Toure, who's a, 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 a Green Bay Ten, Packer, Big right Ten now. tight end of the year. The Big Ten tight end of the year. I mean, so you can't complain about that. You know, you had Stanley and Divina Zigbo and and, and J D Spielman. Um, so over, you know, Wandale Robinson. It was just kind of mismanaged and never consistent enough. And then, obviously, the, the running game never really helped him out. I think he's the leading rusher two out of the four years. Um, the offensive line was never that great. So, there's, I mean, I understand that Adrian had his shortcomings, but it was just never really set up for too much success for him either. No, but I think what, what it's going to hurt Adrian, and it's a bun- it's really different in the Big 12, and, that, and that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make is, in the Big 12, you, you can't really rely on your defense holding Oklahoma to 20 points. 
Like, if, if you wanted to beat Oklahoma last year, your defense put you in a position to win. If you're going to try and beat Oklahoma this year, guess what, Kansas State? Nate, you're going to have to put up 40 Nate, points. On his first drive, I cannot make this up, the offensive line, every single one of them. I'm not <laughs> kidding. Every single offensive lineman had a penalty. Well, you okay. That but, held them back. Well, but let's not make excuses because Casey Thompson, <laughs> we saw against Oklahoma, drop 40 points lose ultimately but big 12 football and his offensive line was atrocious he was running for his life the entire game and threw five touchdowns against Oklahoma if you're playing in the big 12 that's the style of football like you're you're gonna have to put up points I think if you wanted to be a game manager an Adrian Martinez that was a game manager last season I think you would have had more success and that wasn't necessarily Adrian's well, fault that, because they, he was thrown to be the offense. Well, but that's what they did in the Oklahoma game, and that's why I give Coach Frost credit because they did that in, kind of in that game, kind of in the Michigan State game. They did like, in the Michigan State hey, game. Let's not just completely uh, try to score pound for pound, you know, point for point with these offenses, these top ten teams, even even Ohio let's, State, they kind of rely did on their too defense. because Ohio State they held their least amount of points in oh, the yeah. season. So, and that's just kind of what worries me a little bit is this Big 12 shootout style football. And I know it, it's changing a little bit. It's not what it was five years ago. Oklahoma State has a great defense. Baylor's defense had. is improving. Jim Knowles is off to right. Ohio State. Uh, Oklahoma State's defense had a good – I would say they're going to still be good this year. Maybe not because they were last year. Baylor's defense is improving. And the defenses in the Big 12 are improving. But it, it's just very different when you go to the Big 10 where you play – Minnesota, and if you score 28 points, you're probably going to win. Listen, if you score 28 points, that's good enough to beat maybe half the teams in the Big 12, if that. I mean, you're going to have to put up points. Will he be put in a better situation than he was last year? I don't know. Time will tell. But I don't know if the Big 12 is the best situation for Adrian. I don't know. And, and this is the thing, too, is at Kansas State, he's going to start his his girlfriend goes there, so I, I know he's probably mentally going to be in a better position because at Nebraska it probably does drain on you getting the criticism that he did. And, and I understand how mentally he'll probably be in a better space at Kansas State. But I, I don't know if I'm going to say that Adrian's going to have more sex, success than Nebraska this year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that at all. If you look at the end of the season, who has more success, Nebraska football or Adrian Martinez, I'd probably tell you Nebraska. I would bet on Adrian simply because – Really? Well – it has less to do with Adrian and more than the fact that that was a, a bowl team. Which is um, fair. Two of the last three And they won, what, eight games last year? Eight games, yeah. 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 Um, and so I, I like what, what what they've got going down there um, with Coach Klein <laughs> and uh, the, the new offensive coordinator there, uh, Colin Klein. Um, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, I... I don't think that Adrian's going to be phenomenal there, but I actually think the Big 12 probably fits him a little bit better than Big okay. 10 football, um, especially at Kansas State. I, I just think as far as the, the best place to go, um, you know, that that to me, that's right up there. You know, you're going to have your best running back without a doubt that you've had the running game uh, with with that you have to induce Vaughn can catch out the backfield. I mean, he's, he's a good, he's a complete package as, as much as a small package as he is. He's like five, six, five, seven, um, One of the but, best running backs in college football. Yeah. Man. And I just, I mean, that could open up running reins for, for Adrian as well. Um, and I know some people kind of get tired of, of this discussion or, you know, some people say, why are we giving him pub? It's part of the story. It's the most fascinating part of the story. And, and maybe you don't, you know, you just want to stick to the guys on the team or whatever. But if you step back from this year, um, you just tell me you, you, you know, you had a quarterback for four years, fifth year, he transfers. 
Um, that's intriguing. I want to see what happens. After it's the that. first year Frost has had a different quarterback. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of it too. And Casey Thompson, man, like I, I just don't see Adrian Martinez, especially in this offense. I don't think it would have worked. I think no. the, the second you decided Mark Whipple was going to be your offensive coordinator, and from what we're hearing, Scott Frost is taking more of a CEO role. He's giving Mark Whipple the reins. It's going to be Mark Whipple's offense. Again, that could change midseason. That could change by week zero against Northwestern. But from what we know right now, this is going to be Mark Whipple's offense. And if he runs similar to what he ran at Pittsburgh, I don't see Adrian Martinez being successful. Gus off the text line says, a swing pack deduce. Hope he has 10-inch arms that can reach backwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adrian had his uh, had his accuracy issues with short passing as well. Yeah, he did. Um, not that it, it, it stopped Scott Frost from calling it every other play two years ago, <laughs> but it, it still was there. Uh, I, you know, I'm just, I, I think that overall, I, that's the most fascinating part of the story to me. Like part of the season, I, I hope, I hope we see Kansas State in a bowl game. One, because it means the in a bowl game. Yeah, if it's the Dukes Mayo, well, then you get to pour mayonnaise on each other or whatever <laughs> uh, on the winning coach. On each other, it sounds kind of weird. Uh, but altogether, uh, I mean, that I, that's the most intriguing matchup outside of, obviously, Virginia Tech, which is the, which would just be the ticket water cooler bowl. That would be a very good ticket water cooler bowl. <laughs> yeah. we, would have to, we would have to go to that. That would be a lot of fun. That would I, don't, I just... And again, I, I know I can be a little bit harsh on Adrian Martinez at times, and I think Nebraska's season last year kind of... You, you take sides, right? You either blame Scott Frost or you blame Adrian Martinez. And I know, at least on the water cooler, we have very different opinions on who's to blame for last season. Are they both to blame? Yes. Who do you interpret more? I'd, I'd probably say Adrian Martinez. I'm assuming you say Scott Frost. So I think that's what makes it so intriguing is this year you're going to find out. Like, this year you will find out who was to blame for last year. I know there's a ton of movement on the coaching staff, but ultimately, Scott Frost is still the head coach. He's still the head honcho. He's got a completely different staff, new quarterback. If you don't make it this year, it wasn't an Adrian Martinez problem. If Kansas State struggles and Adrian Martinez is benched by week seven or whatever I said that it could happen, <laughs> have that prediction. whatever I have that prediction, <laughs> and, and Nebraska goes nine and three like I predict, well, we have our answer. And I think that's what's so fascinating, too, is, is all lost – or I guess frustration, anger, sadness. I don't even know how you interpret Scott Frost at this point. Like, what what is what was the word that you would use? Sad, frustration. I mean. Frustration. Yeah. Would all that frustration be gone if your first year without Adrian Martinez in the new offense, you go nine and three? I like. I'm not saying extension. I, I'm not getting that crazy because we talk. I don't know who we talked to, but they said if he wins nine, ten games, you might have to talk extension, which is crazy to think about a, a, a coach that is literally number one on the hot seat. Yeah. But if you're nine and three, I'm not going to say all is forgotten with Scott Frost, but I would say you're pretty darn close because that means that there was a couple things inside of that locker room, inside of the program that change. And you're immediately at the snap of a fingers, flipping your record from three and nine to nine and three. It, and it, it, at that point, it seems like it's probably not a Scott Frost problem. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I, I almost am on the opposite end. Where if, if I mean, if it does get so much better, it, it's almost it would almost be despite Scott Frost. It's almost like you, you know you, you did okay. you know you made all these moves. Um, to get Scott Frost more and more, you know, less involved and more in the CEO role. Um, and then I don't know where it takes you. I mean, because 
you know, a couple of years down the line, I suppose, in this in this this idea that they're just going to get magically better, um, Mark Whipple might get a better offer, and then where do you go from there? I, I suppose maybe go to Mickey Joseph. Mickey I mean, Joseph would probably uh, step some in that some role. stuff is, yeah. is kind of uh, in line, but I don't know. I mean, the special team. I mean, all of this stuff's going to have to get better, and I don't know where. I mean, you could give Scott Frost credit for stepping back, probably being forced to step back, and uh, and making the needed changes. Um, but there would still be that frustration of why didn't this happen earlier? Um, I mean, it's, 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 you can't just have one season and, and make me forget four, um, rough seasons, frustrations. Um, and you know, I think that that's that I, I would not want to get into that, that mold because Nebraska has got a, a pretty favorable schedule. Seven or eight wins does not get him off the hot seat. Now, if you do, if I, it, it because I mean that because that's what we're talking about, right? People talk. Well, maybe you get seven, uh, maybe that'll be good. That doesn't mean if you get eight, you're a top twenty-five coach. You know, that you're. Still, I would say you're off the hot seat. You're off the hot seat as long as you don't go six and six. Yeah, the next as long season. as you don't go back and revert to the three and nine, four and eight, five and seven, whatever have you. But I, I just think again, and I always talk about it being a process and. And taking small steps, small losses become small wins. And I just, not that all will be forgotten, man, but like you got to think if Nebraska can go from three and nine to nine and three in one season, Scott Frost deserves some type of credit for that. Like we cannot just, just kick it to the side of the road and say, oh, wow, like look at all these additions. Like, yes, all of these additions are making an impact, they are making you a better team. But this is all still done with Head Frost as your, as your main face. As still the head honcho, as still the head coach. So, yes, a lot of changes are happening with the program, and by all indications, they're good changes. You, I'm not saying your transfer portal you, but having the seventh best transfer class helps. <laughs> having Mark Whipple and Mickey Joseph helps. But what what's the common theme in all of this? Scott Frost is still the head coach. You even had a, a, an athletic director change during Scott Frost's tenure. And he's still the head coach, and I, I just think there's some type of credit that we have to give to him for that well certainly there'd be credit and he would be off the it's not even a hot seat it's like a melting seat uh that he's on right now um <laughs> yeah it's uh, but again i mean if they go nine and three you're still you're still battling uh what you've done previously i mean at that at that point he'd be 24 and 32 in his tenure at nebraska that's when's the last time nebraska got nine and three though i mean it, it's mike it's, riley did it that, I mean, that's the problem. Mike Riley did it. Bill Callahan did it. You're absolute failures at least one time. But let's look at the nine... position that the program was in when they took over compared to Scott. Let's not act like Scott Frost walked into a great situation. No, he didn't. And, and he dealt with COVID, and I know I hate using that excuse too, but that, that put a damper on Everybody things. Everybody dealt made, with COVID. I understand, but you were already – the odds were already stacked against you when you are Scott Frost coming into this situation, coming into this head coaching job. Then on top of that, you have to deal with COVID. Let's not act like he's had the perfect situation walking into this by well, any stretch of the imagination. And some people might not like going back to this either, but it is just a reality. And in, you know, 10 years from now, it's going to be the thing that stings Scott Frost as he did pass on Joe Burrow. I mean, he had opportunities. Oh, my God. To I, get I, 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 that is bad. That's rough. That's rough. It's, it's not a good look. 
Um, and uh, Trey Wingo, I think, made, made Scott Frost know that more than anything on draft night. Uh, <laughs> do you remember that? I don't remember that. I got to pull that up because he did not let it go. Really? <laughs> he mentioned it like three times, probably in the first four minutes of Joe Burrow being drafted. Oh, my God. Uh, he, yeah, I don't know what he had out there. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, he let oh, it be known. Oh, no. Uh, and oh, it, it, no. it did sting. But it was like known for Nebraska. Like when I watched Joe Burrow – celebrate like that was the hardest thing when he celebrated the championship one of the most dominant Heisman wins oh yeah like one of the best college seasons ever one best college quarterbacks of all time after one season legitimately Uh, well he had two seasons but his his one season his one season was really what put him over the edge but the saddest thing is watching him win the championship the confetti comes down it's purple and, and gold um and you knew he had that exact same like that's what he always dreamed of but he always you know, in his memory, it was scarlet and cream confetti. Oh, when he was a kid thinking about it, uh, it was for Nebraska. Um, obviously, that's a, a few years past. And, it, and that's hindsight stings, being 2020. It does. Is he better than what you have? Yeah, he's better than what you have. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's proven. Um, but overall, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a big hill to climb. And the other thing is you could say he, inherited, he didn't inherit the best and he didn't. He certainly he's did He's the about the only name. <laughs> maybe, I mean. There's maybe a, a very short list of guys that would even be here for year five. Um, so, yeah, I didn't inherit the best, but at, at this point, it's not about inheriting. It's about building the program and uh, being in, put in positions to win those games. Um, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I don't always want to want to come off as a negative guy. I'm cheering for Scott Frost. I want to see it happen. To me, he's just dug such a big hole That's because things part. have gone so poorly. It'll take more than one season to get me completely back and to think Scott Frost is – the future is, is is steadily building the right way. I mean, he's on his third offensive coordinator. There's just a lot that's that's not gone right. This him. is the best position he's been put in at Nebraska, though. I think this this is probably the best. Holistically, this is the best situation that he's been put in. If this year, especially with the – and I'm going to throw the schedule in there, too, yeah. as, as part of that. Your coaching staff – your skill on the field, maybe not as good as last year, but you're going to be pretty darn close when it's all said and done. And on top of that, last year you had the a top three most difficult schedule. When you look at the landscape of the Power Five, you're probably going to be in the bottom half of strength of schedule when it comes to the Power Five. That goes into it too. I just – I think this year everything is set up well for him, and that's why I have a lot of confidence too. And I'm not trying to make excuses for Scott Frost, Texter. I I promise you, I'm not trying to make excuses. He has not met standards. This is the University of Nebraska. Listen, we don't go three and nine. We don't do that. And we're not going to do that. But let's also look at it holistically. Let's look at the full picture. I think this year is when we're going to be pleasantly surprised with Scott Frost and how he coaches this team. I sure hope so. If he he does get it done, he's going to have to start – in Ireland, and uh, they're going to be playing the Northwestern Wildcats. We'll continue our look around the Big Ten as we uh, as we get prepared for Big Ten Media Days, and we'll do it going down the schedule now. We got all the teams out of the way that Nebraska doesn't play until the Big Ten Championship, uh, and now we'll just go uh, <laughs> by the way that they play them. So we'll, we'll preview the Northwestern Wildcats coming up next. <laughs> 